Hello everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Tonight, I want to talk about promiscuous behavior. We all know what that is. I do. I started behaving that way from a very early age. My first guess would be 13 or 14, I believe. Um, because if I chose I could choose who I wanted to have sex with and I learned that I could I had control of that at home I didn't I couldn't control a man a stepfather who was six foot four and weighed 300 pounds I couldn't control that I was five foot three and weighed maybe 135 140 pounds when I was when I was 16 or 17 when he would force himself upon me I really couldn't fight I was too scared so I acted out by finding different people to have sex with it made me feel good it made me feel in control and I liked that I think my first my very first time that I actually had sex with a boy who wasn't my stepfather was I was a senior in high school that's that's the first time I actually had sex with somebody who didn't force themselves upon me um, from there it just was whoever I wanted to I didn't care if, if if I liked them, if I thought they were cute, then I said, okay, let's go. Because it made me feel in control. I was in control. As I got older, I got married. Um, looking back now, I can say that whenever I got married, I'm pretty sure... I planned that pregnancy so I could escape my home. I can't really remember for sure, but if I think I did, then it's probably true. Um, it doesn't change the fact that I love my children with all my heart. It doesn't change the fact that I was raped and wanted to leave my home. When I was married, I never was promiscuous. Never. I never cheated on any of my husbands, nor my current husband. I don't play that way. I'm very loyal. But when I'm single, or when I was single, that's when I would really act out sexually. I would do online dating. Um, I would invite strange men to my house at any time of night. It didn't ma it didn't matter to me. I didn't care. It didn't bother me. At first, I only did that when my children were at their father's house, um, or when I was at work. I would stay late after work and find somebody to have sex with. 
once I was in relationships so that ended because that's just the way I am um, there's been so many times that I've wondered why I'm not dead I've put myself in so many risky risky situations I went to a stranger's house one night in the middle of nowhere I had no idea where I was going um, I don't, I don't even remember how I got there. I must have ridden with him because I don't remember ever driving there. And that's scary because it was in the middle of nowhere and nobody knew where I was. And I could have been murdered and thrown in a ditch. And nobody would have had a fucking clue as to where I was. Another time, I met this guy in a bar, me and a friend, and he pulled out his phone and he was showing us pictures of his dead wife. And I never, she was literally dead in the photos too. I'm not saying it was a live picture of her, when she, I mean a picture when she was alive. It was a picture when she was dead. And he had it on his phone. And he was showing it to us. And I don't know if he killed her or if he found her dead. I was too afraid to ask and I probably had sex with him I don't remember this is so sad because this was my life as a that's how I handled being raped as a child there was another time that I met this dude online on plenty of fish which is Anybody knows if you're single and if you want to hook up with somebody that night, go on plenty of fish. And I met this guy and I uh, met him, went down the 6th Street in Austin, Texas. And um, it was him and a few other of his friends. And we went into this bar called the Chugging Monkey. Chugging Monkey. And he stuck his hand in the tip jar and you don't do that we were chased out by the bouncers all the way down 6th street and I was running and laughing it was so much fun but that was so dumb I had children they weren't with me that weekend but I could have been put in jail I went home with him that night spent the night with him had no clothes for the next day totally had to do the walk of shame out of there and go to work and I think he gave me something at the time I don't have it now I don't have any diseases I've been tested but I don't know what he gave me it may have been crabs or a yeast infection I don't know if dudes can give you yeast infections or not but it was bad that kind of scared me because obviously he didn't use a condom and that was very stupid. I have done so many stupid things like that, I can't tell you. I had a man come to my house one night. I was blindfolded when I opened the door. Didn't know who he was, didn't know his name, had no idea what he looked like. And I wanted him to tie me up and spank me and just hurt me 
hurt me. Not like, you know, choke me out and break a leg or anything, but I wanted him to spank me, whip me, pull my hair. I just wanted to know if I could feel something. I just wanted to know if I could feel something. Only thing that I enjoyed was pain. That was it. It was another form of self-abuse. I did this from time I was 17 or earlier until I got married at 21. And I was married for 12 and a half years. As soon as that marriage ended, bam, right back to my old ways having sex with anybody I wanted to, wherever I wanted to. I didn't care. I just wanted to have sex. I wanted to be in control. I didn't have any worth. All my worth was in my looks. I was sexy. I still am sexy. But I don't do that anymore. I was sexy. And I could get men with my body. They were attracted to me. I had large breasts. I was a hairstylist. It was very easy. Very easy to pick up men when you're cutting your hair and basically rubbing your tits all over the back of their head. That's the things that I did. Being promiscuous. It's hard saying these things out loud because it makes them true. They're always true, but I've never gone in depth with the things that I did. I had three sons. Um, just people I didn't know. Just it didn't matter to me. I didn't care. As long as they wanted me, I felt valuable. I felt like I meant something. And the next day when I didn't hear from them, Two or three days go by, I didn't hear from them. I was all confused as why? Why aren't they calling me back? I was good. I had good sex. I was. I have good sex. Look at me. I'm sexy. I'm smart. Why don't? Why aren't they interested in me? Because I was a slut. That's why. My behavior was gross, unattractive. Any, any dude could do that with anybody. One weekend, this guy, I really thought he liked me. I really did. And he brought his dog and everything and spent the weekend with me. Man, I thought, man, this is this guy's nice. He brought his dog and everything. He must really like me. Well, he set me he set me straight with the truth, and I never forgot this. He said, "If you want to have a relationship, you need to stop fucking everybody." Yep. That was like a slap in my face, a slap of truth coming from a dude. If you want a relationship, you need to stop fucking everybody. Yep.
That's true. You can't value yourself by your what you look like, how much sex you have. You, you can't and have a happy life. It's just not possible. It wasn't for me. It's not for me. Once I, once my secret came out that I was raped and molested by my stepfather, once that came out and I moved away from my family, um, bought a new house with a little over an acre of land and sought out help. I just, I knew I needed help because I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel like my body is my value or my boobs are less for your body, but what's between my legs? It's not who I am. So I seeked out, well, I found Sabanon and I've gone through their program one time and I learned so much about all the reasons you act the way you act when you were sexually abused or raped. And it doesn't matter if you were a child or if you were an adult. It's still the same symptoms, the same behaviors, I should say. You just, just look, look, look at your life and see if it matches promiscu promiscuous behavior. I mean, that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg of my stories of promiscuous behavior. I've got so many. But I just wanted to, to share that. and I'm not even editing these, as you can tell. I'm just talking into my phone because sharing my story, it helps. It helps me heal. It lets people know that I'm not alone. You're not alone. Even if just one person is listening to all this, I'm ho hoping that I can make a difference. It's not your fault. And if, if you're around your, uh, the person who victimized you, you need to get away from them. I was near mine my entire life up until two years ago, or a year ago, actually. Not even a year. For 55 years, I was around my abuser, and it destroyed me almost because of, I, I didn't know I didn't know I just separated it I I separated my behavior whenever I was around my family I was a daughter I put the rape and the sexual abuse away in a corner it's deep down in my brain in a vault and I hid it away for as long as I could, but it always seeps out, no matter how tight and how much you want to forget about it. You will, it, it will always come out. It may come out in little bitty pieces and you can control them, stuff them back in there, but they're gonna keep coming 
it's going to start coming so hard that there's no way you can stop that flood, that gate from opening. And it's hard. It's hard to do. But it's necessary to survive, to thrive, to have a good life, to be happy, to feel what real love is. You have to get away from that abuser. They're no good. It's, it's, it's sick. It really is. And I think a part of my issue was um, Stockholm Syndrome. I think I had that, you know, um, I, I loved my abuser because he was my stepfather. And, you know, he treated me like, he treated me like, you know, I was his daughter, I guess. I don't know. Most men don't rape their daughters, I don't think, but I didn't know that. So it, it fucked me up. It fucked me up bad. And I'm just now unraveling that. It's okay to be angry, to be pissed at the person who did this to you. It's okay to hate him. I hate him. I hated him. I don't anymore. He's dead. It's just, it's, it's so hard. Just don't give up. Just keep going. Hold your head up and move on. Get some help. Talk to somebody. Share your story. I'll even... You can share your story with me. You can... You can send me an email. You can... You can leave me a message on here. It, it doesn't matter. If you want me to read your story, I'll read your story. I don't even have to say your name. If you just want to hear your story read aloud, email them to me. I'll read them. Thank you for listening, and um, I'll come back again in a few nights and talk about something else, um, some other behavior that has plagued me all my life that I'm just now understanding why. So thank you for listening. Remember, what happened to you is not your fault. And I hope everyone has a peaceful night.